and we think about what what um the actual real meaning of Christmas is as I said that you'll always find the word the world always trying to take Christ out of everything why because the world doesn't want to hear about Christ the world doesn't want to hear about Christ the world doesn't want to be reminded about Christ you know I seen something on the news um, and it was on YouTube this guy he was a football player and he was talking about um, his relationship with God and what has really caused him to actually change and be and do so well in sports well during his interview on on um, on live TV they cut him off during live TV they his screen went like black as soon as he started seeing Christ it's like his screen just went off the air and the news anchor was like okay I guess we lost him but nothing was going on until he started talking about Christ you know you think about uh, you probably heard it before Xmas you know Xmas all this Xmas going going around but actually it, it when you look at the when you look at the word Christmas it means Christ mass when you look at the root of where the Christ mass came from it actually came from um, um, uh, toward the well, it was like the mid-century where they would have Christmas carols these people who would um, gather in groups and go from house to house and sing these songs about Christ during the holiday time because they would go to homes who didn't have families or they were alone in Christmas and they would try to bring joy to them by singing in front of their house so it was like an orchestra you know think about it you have a knock on the door and somebody come to you and you know it's not it's not you know at that time they didn't have dominoes or they didn't have you know uber eats or nothing like that but um <laughs> you go to your door and you see like a group of 10 15 people singing in harmony beautiful voices singing in front of your door bringing you joy just trying to bring you joy during christmas time and that's they used to call that uh um they they used to call it mass which was a gathering you know the catholic church you know they um they also have their mass but catholic um catholicism and being a catholic was big during that time but they would but these were these people would do to bring joy to people and they started calling it christ mass because it was a mass gathering for christ and it brought joy and also they were exchanged gifts so so what we have done today is we have substituted just all that history and now people don't even know why we even call christmas Christmas they 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 don't even know why they they um they they um they call Christmas Christmas and 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 what's all the fuss about but yet year after year we have never attempted to actually find out the real meaning of Christmas and you know I got something to even say concerning even that you know what caused these people to have these Christmas carols and go to the people people's houses is because they were they were really trying to bring joy to the widow those who were single mothers or didn't have any fathers in the child's lives 
You know, they would do this for people who were, you know, who who were hungry or didn't have any any family during Christmas time. And the reason why they did this is because the love of Christ, when they begin to see the love that Jesus Christ had for them personally, it moved them to action to share that love with some with others. See, during this Christmas time, if you notice, we not and, and, and I've been guilty of it also, but but um but when we see that all these gifts being given you know, families being gathered, things like that. What, wh- where did all that come from? It actually came from Christ. All these things that we enjoy during Christmas time, family, the, real, the, the reason why we even celebrate, it came because of the message of Jesus Christ. You know, and I'm, I'm going to get deeper into this, but I want to show you, I want to show you something real powerful and I'm going to hit some of these points so so uh, some of us can get on, on understanding. When G- before Jesus Christ even came, there was a time when they the 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 uh, the Israelites, uh, the people of Israel, the Jews, they were waiting for Christ to come. They were waiting for what was called the Messiah. The Messiah is the Messiah is a Hebrew word because that's what they spoke. That's what the Jews spoke at that time. And even to this very day, uh, they spoke was the language of Hebrew, and the word Messiah in Hebrew meant anointed or chosen one. And it got translated. The word Messiah translated into the Greek because in Greece they spoke Greek at that time, and there was a lot of Greek people in Israel at that time. Also, they called them Gentiles. Which were those that was not a part of Israel Well they called they Their word for Messiah Or the anointed one They called They, they named um, They had that name It was called Christ That actually means In Greek it means Anointed chosen one It means the Messiah So when we hear Christ today You're wondering Okay what, what, what is Some of us even to this very day You know about Jesus Christ But you don't even know what Christ means why? Because even though we've been going with the tradition, we never took the time to actually find out what Christmas or even the word Christ is all about. Some of us have read the Bible over and over, but this is the first time you're even hearing about what even Christ means. Well, now you know. Christ means anointed one, the one that was chosen the one that was chosen by God to save the world from its sin. You know, so so there were many so there were many prophecies that were written in the Old Testament that told the Jews that Christ was about to come. This was I mean, I mean it goes so deep to the point where hundreds of years over five, four hundred years before Jesus actually came to be born, the Bible talked about even the place, the exact location that he was going to be born. And people ignore those things. Matter of fact, the Bible also says that, that here's another miracle for you, that the Bible says that he was going to be born from a virgin woman. So let me break that down. 
Imagine you got a friend, say your homegirl or, or, or someone real close to you say, uh, 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 oh girl, I had a dream. And you say, oh, what that dream was. God told me in the dream I was going to be pregnant and I wasn't going to even meet, be with a man. You would have slapped your her like you were crazy. Be like, girl, don't, don't be playing around. Don't be messing no game. Or if, or, or if you heard probably say one of your cousins or something like that or friends, you, you, you'll say, oh, man, you, you know, that sounds real crazy. But that's actually what happened even when Christ came into the world. The people, they were even, even people to this very day, the one of the main reasons why they don't believe and believe in, in following after God is because the, the, even the story about how Jesus Christ was even born, it sounds crazy. That you telling me a virgin, someone who didn't have no sex, someone who wasn't no, didn't bump and grind at all, or wasn't with no man, no, no nothing, she has a baby, and she's going around telling people that I, that I had this baby, but I never even was with a man. Matter of fact, I'm pregnant by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> You know, you know, that would sound crazy to people, but that's what God does when he when he when he wants to shatter our traditions and our mindset to show you that he is God and he can do whatever he wants to do. See, man doesn't want to be told that. See, people don't want to be told that just like just like sometimes in, in, in our lives. You don't want to be told that, that, that from God, that Lord, I have these plans, but Lord, I don't want to hear when you're saying to me that you have other plans for me that doesn't line up with my plan and my schedule. But God is saying that he's God, that he wants to do what he wants to do in our lives. But here we are to this very day telling God how he should move. So so that's one point. Another another point is this. There was there was three wise men that came from the east. They used to study stars. When Jesus Christ was born, there was a big old star in the sky, and you can read the story for yourself, but there was a big old star in the sky that was huge. I mean, the biggest star, I mean, I mean probably the size of the moon, but it was this huge star that was lighting on the place and city where Jesus Christ was born. And these three wise men came from far east of Israel at that time to go and see who is this king that we read about and, 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 and we, we were trying to find out who he is. They actually brought gifts to him to, so, that, so, they can, um, so they can actually see who is this child that the word of God talked about. So we're going to see, we're going to get right into it, but we're going to see it actually play out in Matthew chapter 2. And this is a real powerful story when, actually, when, we, when you take a look at it, and, and it's so relevant even today, and, and especially for what we're talking about. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, this is what it says. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. 
saying, where is he? Verse 2. Saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and he have come, and we have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him, and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he acquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna go ahead and, and and just skip skip ahead for you because for time's sake I want you to go ahead and read for yourself, but but if but here's the thing Herod was the king at that time, um and he and even he believed in the word of God, but he just didn't want to obey it. He was the king at that time. He had a lot of rulership over the Jewish people. And he actually, when you read the story for yourself, he actually, he tried to act like he wanted to know about this, the Jesus Christ and him being born. But he really was out to kill him because he did not want no other king taking over his place. So, so even when you see that someone can actually know about Christ, know and see, see what he has what he has done his miracles and all that stuff but still don't want to serve him they or they still don't want anything to do with god because they don't want to mess up the plans that they have in their own lives see herod's plan was this herod wanted to be king for the rest of his life over the jewish people he couldn't stand the fact of hearing that there's another king coming that is going to Affect his power and his rule Matter of fact When you skip down to verse All the way to verse 12 the God even gave a dream To those wise men And this is what happened And being one in their dream Not to return to Herod They departed to their own country By another way So God even gave them a dream And said look, look here guys This man Do not tell him where Jesus is about to be born The king of the Jews Don't tell him Because what, he, what his plans are Is not what your plan is Do you know God Because you have a relationship with him He will, he will protect you Even if it's through a dream Of problems even from people or situations God he knows the heart of the individual. He knows the heart of the matter. He knows the end result of a situation. So when, so just like in the Bible, just like we were reading, God is a God that is real and he knows the heart of the matter. Even when we think it's a good idea, God sees the heart of the matter and will protect you from it and give you the wisdom so you will avoid that situation. But you got to pay attention to his voice. So see, when you read, when and you can read it, I want, I want you to go ahead and just read for yourself. But when you read even, even what Herod even did, the Bible says Herod was so furious when he seen that they did not return to him. 
The Baba says that he went around and killed all the male children in Bethlehem. In that region where Jesus Christ was born. That was under two years old. I mean, this man was a madman. He was little, he feared for his position so great that he said, I will kill little children under the age of two, which was thousands of children, might I add, and st- then obey the word of God and, oh, a, 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 and, 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 and allow this person to come into this world and threaten my position. See, it's the same thing going on today. Why do you think that you hear things like instead of Christmas, you hear X Mass? Where do you think that came from? It came from God haters. People who hate God, who are who are like Herod. They don't want anything to do with your Jesus that you serve. When you go, for example, you 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 you, you even put in you, when you put Christmas uh, gifts under your tree. Why do you think they have replaced uh, uh, Jesus with a fat man dressed in red coming out a chimney? You matter of fact, matter of fact, my whole life I never had a chimney. My whole life, just you know, me personally, you know, where even what did he that even came from? Most people, if you live in America, don't even have chimneys. So where where's Santa Claus gonna come from? I mean. I mean, what he go? Maybe he's gonna drive an Uber or something. Maybe Rudolph, you know, took a vacation or something. You know, this is a modern age. You know, Santa Claus driving an Uber nowadays. You know, but the thing is, but the thing is, you know, we have taken Christ so much out of Christmas to the point where it, you replace we replace it with Xmas, or you hear about a uh, 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 Santa Claus. You know, one of the biggest things that we even have robbed God, God's glory of today. Instead of telling our children, you know what? The reason why you even can receive this gift is because God has blessed us. God has caused us to even have health and have a roof over our head, have finances so we can even go and purchase gifts for you. But you know what we tell our children? We say, no, Santa Claus did it. In other words, we rob the glory from God and instead of our children seeing God, they're seeing a fictional character that really that has that had nothing to do with the blessings that has come into our lives. That has nothing to do with the joy that has come into our lives during Christmas time when it was God and when it was Jesus that woke us up this morning. When it was Jesus that gave you the finances so you can be able to buy gifts for your family and your children. When it was Jesus that healed your body. When it was Jesus that saved you from this situation, that situation. When it was Jesus that saved our souls. We rather put a a, a fictional character instead of the real reason why Christmas is even, even here. You know, I'm going to have my wife just add, add, add to that. But I want us to think about this for a second. We have to the point uh, in, a, in America today, we have taken Christ so much out of Christmas that I was watching a documentary and this group was going around asking people. It was a Christian, Christian group 
They were asking people, what do you think Christmas means? Or why do we celebrate Christmas? Over 50% of those people didn't even know or never mentioned anything of why we actually celebrate Christmas. And they didn't even understand that it had anything to do with Christ. Think about this, that they were interviewing people and some of them never even heard of Jesus Christ. They heard about Christmas, but they never even heard about this son that came into the world to save them from their sins. Yet they celebrated Christmas every year. So, I'm going to let you go. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How great is our God, sing with me, how great is our God, oh we'll see how great, how great is our God, you're the name above all you are worthy of our praise oh my heart will sing how great is our god hallelujah jesus thank you lord the bible says In the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16. And I hope that we're all reading together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life let's read down a little further for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him Salvation is such a precious gift. Not only that we're not only that we will not go into eternal flames, but God is a God that restores even our lives while we're still living in this earth. God is a God that restores our minds, changes the way we think, changes the way we live. Those dead things in our hearts, those dead feelings that we never thought we could feel. God, it is his love that makes us alive. And oh, what a price. Oh, what a price that he paid for us to have that. Don't ever forget that you were so precious that Jesus Christ 
He came to die for you to have life and life more abundantly. You know what's amazing to me? That his his coming into the world was prophesied in the same in the scriptures where these religious people they read they was waiting on the messiah they studied the scripture they were scholars in the bible they they was in the synagogues week after week they were praying day after day but when jesus came they didn't even recognize who he was how many people you know or how about in your own life how many times has jesus come to you how many times he showed you himself in situations in your in your life how many times you see him crying out and pleading for your family members to be saved how many times is he's trying to show you how to live the right way and you come to church sunday after sunday you pray every day you call on his name you celebrate christmas and you still don't know who he is the very people who was waiting on the messiah the son of god because of biblical prophecies were the same ones that killed him why what did jesus christ's own people who believed in the god of isaac abraham and jacob how did his own people murder him how was that even possible that here it is You've waited all this time for the Messiah to come and die for you and you kill him. It is just what we do today. We murder him with our foul language. We murder him when we commit adultery. We murder him when we commit fornication. We murder him when we lie. We murder him when we steal. But yet... We say we believe in the Son of God. He who came and died for us. We murder him in our traditions. We murder him in religion. Just because he doesn't look like what we want him to look like. Just because. See, the, 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 the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious order when Jesus came into the world... They hated Jesus because he did not fit into their religious boxes. He did not come saying what they wanted him to say. He, he, he came and, and looked like they did not expect him to look and they crucified him. How many of you have been crucified by the religious church because you're not this because you choose not to wear a turtleneck up your uh, a turtleneck and skirt down to your ankles how many of you have been crucified by the church because you didn't look how they say you should look how many of you have been crucified because you've chosen to live righteously and not religiously See, the thing is, Christ came to, to this earth to begin to show us 
relationship. Anything he did, he said, I do not do unless the father has told me to do it. Many times Jesus went off to on the mountaintop or went off alone to pray to the father. Many times Jesus stopped in his tra- when he was asked many questions, he would stop and listen to see what the father had to say. So he was the one who mimicked the lifestyle that we are supposed to live as followers of God. How many of you are just living your life for yourself and never stop to ask God, is this a good idea? How many of us who say we love Christ, that we live for him, but still we pray, but we never invite him into our personal lives. Some of us are afraid to hear God's response to some of the things that we do. Why was Jesus? Now, this is this is amazing. Why was Jesus rejected so harshly? People don't know that this was also his suffering. This was the price he had to pay for you and me. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 53. And this will give us a more more visual understanding of Jesus Christ when he came into the world and how he suffered for us. And I there um last Sunday we talked about that many of us we look at the suffering Jesus went through on the cross. But not understanding that the moment Jesus came into this earth, his suffering started. Jesus suffered 30 years and then suffered on the cross. You just heard that when it was when just soon as as the King Herod found out that he came into the world, he he ordered to kill him. So Jesus' mother was on a run to even save her child. Can you imagine? Your your child is not even, your child was just born and somebody is already ready to kill him. Not to mention those who, who rejected him, those who lied on him, those who threatened to kill him before even his time, those who called him the devil those who basically like they 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 ostracized him they picked at him they they said you know they was trying to say he 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 was basically a devil that they could not even say even find out who his father was but yet the bible say that he had no deceit found in his mouth The Bible says that even though he had no comeliness about him, even though they turned their faces from him and threatened to kill him, you found Jesus sitting in the synagogues learning from the teachers. He was 
hum- he humbled himself. He washed the feet of his disciples. This was the, the, the character of our God, the God that we serve. Isaiah 53 chapter 1 says, Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1 says, Who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we shall look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. So chapter two is telling you that these pictures that they try to paint of Jesus of being this handsome, long haired, blue eyed or this dark haired, brown eyed, handsome man. The Bible says that he had no majesty. He had no beauty about him that we should desire him. So first, first of all, he basically came in a in a form that he knew would be rejected. So the next time that you are trying to fit in or you may feel like you're not beautiful enough or you are not accepted enough or you don't look like this person or you or your hair is not long and straight. The if your son if if your lord of lords and king of kings came and had no majesty, no beauty about him, then you must know that it was the it was man's view of him and not God's view of him. God so loved. The Bible said he so loved Jesus. Even though he loved him, he was still willing to give his life for us. So how much more does God even see how how beautiful you are? It was man who did not accept him for who he was. Take a look at chapter three. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. So we want to talk about Jesus dying on the cross and oh yes, he was whipped in the back and he was punched and he was nailed in his hands and his feet. But I'm taking a look at Isaiah 53 that says that this is the same man who was acquainted while he was alive. He was acquainted with sorrows for you and I that while he was alive, he was a he was a, acquainted with grief while he was alive. He was des- despised and rejected while he was alive. He had no beauty or majesty that we looked upon him and desired him. Verse four, surely. Uh oh. Now he was born. He has borne our griefs. And carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. 
Have you ever lived a life in turmoil? And now that you receive Christ, you have more peace in your life. It was Jesus Christ chastisement for your peace. So every time you have peace, you should thank God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He said that, that yes, he was a man of sorrows. Yes, he was a man of grief. And we looked at him and said, oh, he is afflicted by God. God must hate this person because he's afflicted. But you know what's how funny the gospel is today? We say that God must be with you if your bank account is 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 large or God must be with you if you can wear all the designer clothes. God must be with you if you have a, a house in a, a, a car to drive. But the but and, and if you don't have these things and you may be suffering sometimes or you may not look like um um, or you may be suffering or you may be in grief that God must be afflicting you. But the Bible says that he was the son of God, that God was with him when Jesus was baptized. It was the Lord who opened the heavens and, and the spirit fell on him as a dove from from the from the heavens and he say this is my son who I am well pleased so let me tell you guys that it is not about what you possess it is not all the things you can all the tangible things that you can attain in this life that is that cause you bless please read Matthew's 5 that when Jesus taught about the, the blessings that God really speaks about in his Bible, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who hunger thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall inherit the, the earth. This is the blessings that God talks about. He never said blessed the one who drives a Bentley. Blessed the ones who have a mansion. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs are the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Let us let us continue. Chapter six. I mean, verse six. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So the Bible says we are like sheep. All of us, we went astray. And we have turned to our own ways. And, and even, we, even though we did that to God, it was the Lord that laid the, in all our sins on Jesus. How does a sheep operate? A sheep is very naive. A sheep is, is basically kind of dumb. The sheep doesn't know when it's in danger. The sheep doesn't know if it's about to run off a cliff. It is only the shepherd that protects the sheep from harm. It is the shepherd that 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 steers the sheep into safe to safe pasture. So if God is calling us like sheep, we all led to our own way. Some of us think our but the problem is some of us think our own way is good that we're going to be blessed by turning to our own ways when God literally said that we were like sheep 
basically an animal that that be in danger and don't even realize it's in danger after you know and 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 turn and we all turn to our own ways verse 7 he was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent so he opened not his mouth how many of you how many of us have issues with always trying to defend ourselves always trying to uh fight for ourselves cannot keep our mouth closed even if we're right we have to prove that we're right here it is the king of kings the lord of lords was led like a lamb to its slaughter and yet he kept his mouth closed once again church who is our example so if god literally jesus christ literally was being led to the slaughter how much more if somebody just get your timing wrong you can't keep your mouth closed how much more if somebody just may have told a lie on you or may got you may may did something to make you angry you cannot hold your tongue and i just saw a vision some of you parents out there you are the you are destroying your kids you're shaping them in the very derogatory words that you use against them if they're if you call them dumb because they make you mad if you call them bad if you call them stupid if you call them bastards and b's and h's and all that stuff that's who you're creating them to be because the bible says that in genesis that we are made in god's image and his likeness and one of the likenesses that he has given us is the ability to create so whatever you speaking over your life whatever you speaking over your children is what you're creating so here it is, the son of God, he's about to get murdered and he's quiet and we can't even keep our mouth closed just because we get mad. All right. Now, brothers and sisters, let's go to verse eight. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, who, con- who considered that he was cut off of the land of the living stricken for the transgression of my people and they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death although he had no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him he put Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief when his soul makes an offering for guilt. He shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days and the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, 
make many to be accounted righteous and he shall bear their iniquities. Now, this just simply saying that out of all the suffering of his life and death on earth. It's saying that he will look and see all the souls he has saved and become satisfied. So God is showing you that one of the principles and law of the lands that you can't suffer forever. The Bible says that weeping may dure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That even after you're suffering, even after you're going through changes, even though you may find out, find yourself feeling oppressed and 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 have so many sorrows and grief that there's one day you're going to look and you're going to be satisfied and and happy and joyful because you've seen what your suffering has produced and that's exactly what Jesus did he said Basically, in the scripture, he's saying that even after all the things that I've went gone through for your soul to be saved, it was worth it. That all the things that I've gone through, I now am satisfied. The Bible says that after Jesus death, he rose on the third day and was seated. Hallelujah. First, he rose in front of all his enemies. Come on now, Jesus. Then. Before, he still did miracles after his death. Some of us, we need to read the book of um, the, all the Gospels in the book of Acts. It's amazing. From Matthew to Acts. A lot of people don't know that even after Jesus was resurrected, he came back and was still doing miracles. Jesus left the earth. He went up to the earth. I mean, went up to heaven in a cloud. And he said that. As I go up, it's the same way I'm going to come down. So if you're living your life based on a Christian belief that you believe that Jesus Christ went up in a cloud and went and sat at the right hand of the Father and God has put all power in his hand, then you should be preparing and living like the same way he went up is the same way he's going to come down. So. Here it is. And I want to just tap this a little bit more. The Bible says, who shall believe his report? Who shall believe the report of the prophets? Who, sh- who shall, you know, be his generation? This is what, what um, Isaiah began to ask. Who shall follow? Who shall follow this example? Who shall, who shall live righteous and holy in this, in this wicked world? And, he's, and so even if you find yourself living righteous or trying to do the right thing i know that i know that i know you may find your flesh suffering you might feel a little grief in your heart a little grief in your spirit well i come to tell you today man of god woman of god that you are not missing out on anything hallelujah you're becoming stronger every day you're becoming wiser every day your spirit is getting stronger every day because you're you, now you're putting to death the sinful nature of the flesh and you are growing in the spirit and guess what the god is has given you a promise he say what if it, it, anytime you saw in the bible someone suffer I guarantee you that there was a time that come that they were released from that time of suffering. So you have to know that you have a, as you, if you continue to stay focused, if you continue to 
press toward the mark of the heavenward calling, which is in Christ Jesus, then you will be satisfied. You will reap the benefits of what you have sacrificed. So I thank you for just even opening your heart to understand that there was a price paid for you and I. And if we fellowship with Christ, if we live for Christ, then there's a price we must pay for the anointing. The Bible, we just learned that Christ means anointed one. There's also a price that we must pay to receive that same anointing that Christ, which is the gift of the power of the son of God that he has given all his, all his, all the followers of God. Amen. And you know, what stood out to me, even as my wife began to minister the word, is that if you notice, and we're about to close that, that it just shows a pattern. God doesn't move the way we think that he should move. But it's when our eyes are open spiritually that we'll see the one of the most biggest blessings. You know, I mentioned about the virgin birth. I also mentioned, I mean, my wife also mentioned about about how he had no comeliness. In other words, he didn't look like how people thought he should have looked being the savior of the world. But yet the power of God followed him. See, your life may not look the way that other people think it should look but the power of God is resting on your life you in other words you may be a single man or a single woman waiting on God for a, the king and the queen a king and a queen a man or woman of God that God has destined for your life but your life don't look like um, to others something desirable. It doesn't look like to people the fact that you don't have someone slapping you or cheating on you. Or you don't have someone going behind your back just with you for money. See, your life doesn't look like what people think it should look like, but the power of God. Is resting on your life. The power for you to change. The power of God in your life. That you see open doors coming. Or you see that God is moving in any area of your life. Or your family or salvation. See he's doing the same thing today. That he did from that at that time. So in this Christmas season. In this Christmas. Especially on this Christmas Eve. Remember that the real reason why Christ came. Remember that he not only came to save us. But the Bible says that he came to give a life and give more abundantly. Jesus Christ came so you can get your groove on spiritually. (laughs) What your groove on means? In other words, so you can get your joy again. So you can get back your peace Again, so you can get back the self respect you used to have again, so you can get back the fact that you can look at your life and feel and and not feel horrible but feel good about 
what is going on in your life again because you know that your God has your life in his hands. So let's go so we're going to go ahead and and pray. So Father God, we thank you for all those listening today. We thank you for your powerful word today. We thank you Lord that the for that we know the true meaning of Christmas Lord. And Lord, we 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 pray Father God today that let us let us continue for if Lord Lord willing next year Father God as you spare our lives that even next year next Christmas that we will remember what Christmas is really about Lord you sacrifice so much but Lord you receive so little gratitude for what you have done but Lord we say today that we are grateful and we thank you for what you have done. Father God, I pray for all those listening today. I pray that they may teach others and their children of the real meaning of Christmas. Lord, as, they, as people gather with their families, Father God. That Father God, that I pray that we may, we may be reminded and talk to our family members and children. About the real meaning of Christmas. And Lord those that do not have any family. Or Father God those that uh, have, have dysfunctional families. Father God I pray Lord. That you will bring comfort during this Christmas time. That they have a family in you. Lord even Father God as Lord those that are joining in today Father God. That may not have any family Lord. That let them be assured that they have a spiritual family here that's praying for them that's believing for them and that's hoping for them father god that lord that that father god that i pray father god against all forms of loneliness during this christmas time father god reach out to those families lord lord send a uh, 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 people father god who can share dinners father god and who can impact the communities lord during this christmas time because someone doesn't feel like it's christmas for them but lord like as you came father god and came to us in our dire need lord stretch out your hand for those father god that are in need today holy spirit Father God, we thank you, Father God, for how awesome you are and for the love that you displayed for us on the cross. Lord, let us give that love on this Christmas Eve and show that love to somebody else. But even if it's as little as saying Jesus loves you during this Christmas time, Lord. Father, we thank you and we give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.